Welcome back to the Retro Resolutions Podcast. I'm Dylan. This is Matt. And uh, this today, I think, is episode 25, and we're going to talk about bad retro purchases that we have made. And, and just you know, all out just mistakes we've made in our retro game yeah. world, I think. But yes, yeah, purchases especially. Yeah, I, I basically I I wanted to make an episode specifically to dunk on one company because I have two bad products <laughs> from them lately that I just want to I just want to talk really about. Before we do that, real All quick, right. let's talk about what we've been playing lately. Yeah, let's play. Uh, Matt, what have you been playing? So, uh, a couple things. So one, uh, uh, I have to apologize in advance because uh, my goal had been in by this. By this uh, podcast, you would have been able to play Earth Siege or Earth Siege Two, actually, um, on a PC emulate a PCM uh, emulated box. Which uh, PCM I'm having a lot of fun with. Uh, it's 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 a different type of emulator than a lot of like uh, computer OS level uh, like DOSBox or. Um, because it's really emulating it includes the bios oh like i literally have the bios of my old 386 40 amd computer it's amazing to boot into that bios and be like it's sad hold on sorry computer cancel stop uh, I got to stop using that word and use PC uh, because uh, that is my Alexa trigger. Uh, That's right. That's right. Which is not good. So uh, she, for some reason, thought that I wanted some uh, rhythm dance music at that okay. point. So, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, back to PCM. Uh, yeah, you actually, uh, there are uh, a lot of collection of BIOS that you can get for uh, for this emulator, and uh, it's really incredible. It's funny how even the feeling of retro that I get booting into those old BIOSes and setting up my old, you know, my old computer that I had when I was in, uh, when I graduated high school. Uh, my grandparents had bought me this computer for graduating high school, which was kind of amazing back then. And uh, anyway, uh, I started building and setting up a, a couple different uh, computers, including one of my uh, first, what I considered fast computers, which was the AMD 450 megahertz. And uh, anyway, so yeah, the PC is awesome, but uh, getting Windows 95 and getting Earth Siege 2 to run on that has been a lot more difficult. I mean, I'm literally setting up IRQs to get this thing to like properly manage Voodoo video card and yeah. things like that. So, uh, and also, I've been busy building a new real computer, a physical computer, this last week, and. Uh, so my attention went otherwise uh, elsewhere. Once I started, I'm amazed that. that your Alexa didn't start playing Cindy Lauper or whatever just Great. now. Oh man, <laughs> man, that uh, she's gonna drive me crazy. But yeah, so the PC uh, emulation, uh, I'm still working on it. I still definitely want you to play Earth Siege Two. Oh yeah, I'm I'm two, definitely gonna do it when you give two me the PC mech games. I really want you to play Earth Siege Two and Heavy Gear Two. Uh, those two games are just really outstanding mech games that unfortunately uh, I think have kind of gotten forgotten uh, in, 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 unless you're you know a PC retro person, which I'm starting to kind of get into with this new setup. Yeah. So what I've been playing is uh, uh, myself personally is Ninja Gaiden, uh, the first one on the on the Nintendo Entertainment System. I'm using a clone. Uh, Nintendo uh, hardware, uh, clone hardware system uh, going through the Sony uh, PVM. And so it looks great, plays great, feels, you know, feels uh, very much in the way that I remember it. Uh, 
especially, especially the amazing opening sequence. I still think that the first game had the best, if not one of the, it's actually my personal best opening and storyline throughout the game. I just think it had such a cool story. And of course it continued into the sequels, which were great. And it is one of those games that is a little hard to get into at first. You have to kind of get some of the game mechanics right off the bat and climbing the walls and the timing of the jumping and the climbing and the attacking is, is pretty hard. Uh, but man, once you start getting into some of those mechanics and really start playing it, digging in and, uh, yeah, I've had a blast. I, you know, I bought the physical copy of Ninja Gaiden, uh, from good old eBay. Uh, and, uh, I have to say, I just love the idea of a good old fashioned revenge story. Mm -hmm. None of this like, Oh, you know, and if I haven't told you already, I, I have officially quit the MCU, uh, the Marvel universe. Uh, I, I, Ant-Man was that bad, huh? Well, I like Ant-Man. I did. And I'm so glad I watched Ant-Man. I mean, it, it was what I thought it would be, you know, a fun, bad, cheap CGI quantum world. But you know what? I, I, I was okay with it. What I really hated and I had been putting it off for so long because I was afraid I would hate it. Oh no! Was Black Thor? Panther oh. forever? Yeah. Okay. I really, really hated that movie, uh, and I loved the first one. And I loved, you know, I was a comic book nerd. I collected comic books. Uh, you know, I just recently I'm showing Dylan oh, my yeah. my Spider Man. Yes, this is Craven's Last Hunt. First, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh, it. you have a graded. I have a graded 9.0 copy of this bad boy. This is the first issue, which is one of my favorite covers ever on a comic book, let alone Spider-Man. Yeah, it's it's a, just a really beautiful, beautiful copy. It's actually one of my only graded uh, comic books. But anyway, MCU, you know, man, I. Black Panther, I loved. I loved the comic books. And, you know, once again, we go into this revenge story, and then, oh, revenge is not bad. It's bad, and we're going to team up. No, Ninja Gaiden is, you killed my, my, you killed my father. I'm out to get you. Revenge it is. And, you know, that's, that's a great story that I kind of miss. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. so, uh, long story short, it's, it's like one of the reasons like John Wick, the original John Wick is oh. so good because it's a very simple yes. like my wife's died, I'm grieving. You killed the one thing she gave me you after killed her my freaking dog. You killed you my know? dog, which is my reminder of my my beloved but, wife. Like you I'm said, gonna go burn the gift. whole world down. Yeah, I mean yeah. Oh. it's a simple story. I, I don't care if it is number twenty five. I'll be watching that show because I just like you said. <laughs> Every episode, they just he just he just gets mad and kills people. You know, yeah. okay, there's none of this learning a life lesson, teaming up with the bad guy. Uh, <laughs> just no, in the MCU. I'm really sad because I, I I really enjoyed it all the way up to the Avengers, and then after that, this what are we in MCU season three or whatever? Phase five. Phase five. There you go. Yeah. Phase five is a no go for Matthew Howard. All right. There you go. So what have you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing. This is so silly. I've been playing Guitar Ooh. Hero 2. Oh, man. oh, yeah. You can see it. I can see it. I, you can I, see I, the I've controller. Been at it this whole time going, is he going to bring that up or am I going to have to bring it up? Because I can see it on the. on. Our, yeah, it's on my camera. I, I've been playing yeah. some Guitar Hero 2 uh, oh, on, my, on my PlayStation 2, which. Wow which is a component out into my, it would transcode it into my RGB modded Sony Trinitron. Nice. On my modded PS2 oh, that modded. has, it's got a, it's got a fan. It's loading from a hard drive. Wow. Uh, it is so quiet now. Mm. It's great. Uh, and awesome. I loved, I loved Guitar Hero 2 back in the day. Uh, this controller, I think, is the best controller, the Guitar Hero 2 controller, because oh, they kind of got. I, I had the, I, 
the, really the Chargier three one went bad because the the neck came out and then they yeah. got weak in and the button stopped responding. So yeah, I had a third party Guitar Hero, and I I really got into Guitar Hero uh, with Guitar Hero three actually, and but I had a uh, wireless wireless off brand one. Uh, yeah, but it was great. I mean, it was a good it was good for what I you know. I was not the professional South Park, you know, guitar oh, player. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that episode? Oh, classic. I do. <laughs> I, I'm not one to like quote South Park, but that episode where, you know, they're a all good, like, yeah, I forgot about you know, it. You know, the professional. Yeah. Yeah. Stan, right. He goes in, he, they, they joke about it being like a, like real musician, like real he gets burned out. And, yeah. got, like, but it's guitar like, hero. In a bar, like in a corner of a bar somewhere yeah. playing sad music, at, you know, on his, but yeah, yeah. so I've been playing Guitar Hero. And What's I've, the and... songs you've been enjoying? Just curious. Well, so... Oh man, what is the song? It's by the Stray Cats. Oh, good one. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I, I can't, can't remember that. the name of the song. It's... it's. Uh, boy, I don't remember the name of the song. It was really hard. I got stuck on it, and so I was just playing. I finally beat it today. Nice. But... Uh, yeah it's uh I hit me with your best shot that song that's on i think on three yeah, and that's that a great three, song which is why i was thinking three that's which is which is that po- oh. like poison or something i believe no, it's was, was, oh, was it Pat Benatar? Yeah, who are on. you thinking it was hit me with your best yeah, shot it's, look it up, Pat Benet- it's benatar it's pat benatar. Oh, it's pat benatar oh yeah you're right it's totally yeah yeah, yeah. that song i learned every level backwards and forwards of that song i was obsessed with that song and it's a good song and play thinking i was you know a pro you know playing it (laughs) on that that was like the one song that i felt like i really nailed you know yeah yeah well and that's the thing i'm like trying to play only expert and so i'm going through and i'm i'm getting into it now where i'm like i'm not i'm not this good Dude, that's and cool, the further down the list you go, the more metal it is on Guitar Hero 2, at it least. Is. And yeah. and probably because metal is more quick, rapid notes, you know. And, and, the and ma- so you know, and the solos, too. It's what yeah, I remember. So it's a, a little hard. So I'm, I'm getting to the point where I can't keep up. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I've been playing that, and that's good. And it looks great. And I've been playing a little Animal Crossing on my GameCube. I'm really excited about this. This will sur- surely not be on a hit list episode in the future. I got, I'm got. i getting my GC Memcard Pro, which is, uh, which is a SD card loaded memory card for the gamecube that has an oled display to to switch through your memory card saves and stuff so it's going to be the like a mega gamecube memory card so i'm excited for that uh, you gotta send me the link to that oh yeah it's it's like sold out (laughs) and i was like yeah and i was i was bummed about it being sold out and then I got an email like a week ago saying like it's on its way, and I was like, I must have what? bought it like the moment it went on sale and forgot because I've, I've tried to buy it like four times since like November. Oh, I am so jealous that I mean, you said OLED, you had me at OLED, you know? Yeah, it's silly. They have one for the PS One, yeah, and then they this is the second one they've done of the Mem Card Pros, but and this one's for the for the GameCube and uh, of which all of the course, systems, yeah. the GameCube, of course, because I own one now uh would yeah. be oh that would be my big temptation which by the way i've really enjoyed the gba the game boy player yes oh, so man. that's going to be what i'm going to be playing mostly for my next our next podcast yes because i've been i have been playing a few games on that as well and it's so much fun through the pvm yeah it's great, great. It's great. Thanks, and Game Boy right? games on your little PVM probably shine because they're probably just like two X size, That's and right. but then they're they look like really good. Perfect. Like, yeah, it's it is. It's a really good matchup of screen size and game style. Game and, yeah, style, totally. all of that. The yeah, games are designed really with a smaller good. screen in mind. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I when my nephew and I used to play, and he bought. I owned the the GameCube, but he bought the expansion for it. And, you know, he would play those games and we would have, and it was on my like old school 32 inch CRT. Mm-hmm. They look 
terrible. I was like, why do people play games on these systems? And honestly, it, now that I've been playing it on a, a smaller, you know, PBM, yeah, I'm totally enjoying it. It's been a fun experience. So yeah, Game Boy games or, or handheld games, I think, are better played handheld. It's true. You know, that's why yeah. the analog pocket or all your analog or your your handheld systems are, are great for for yes. handheld games because they're designed for that form factor. I think though the Game Boy players are great at case where it's like, oh no, if you're playing on a little TV, that's a great way to play them. It is. It is. It's it's a fun experience. Um, and just now that I have a physical, you know, GameCube, it was just it made sense for me to try that out because oh yeah, uh, you know. And the Game Boy Player oh, with a modded fun. GameCube, it's fifty bucks. It's oh, like totally it was 50 worth it. Bucks. Totally so. worth it. Yeah, that was the other part too. Was yeah, with the modded GameCube, I, I didn't have to own the original CD that everybody's charging. And, and the and cool. the homebrew software is so good. And the homebrew, yeah, it's better. I mean, it's, it's way better. It's way better. Yeah, it's it really so much is. better. Yeah, I'm, I love it. So yeah. So, so yeah, I've been been enjoying that. Yay. Do you want to get into I, I so basically I don't know what you you wanted to bring to this. I just have two things I wanted to talk hey, bring about. Bring in your first one. Let's, let me let's let me show you this. I have and now sorry for the view, the listeners who can't see this, but I'm showing Matt a controller. Oh, yeah. It looks kind of like a, a GameCube, but yet oh retro. Yeah, so it's it's a GameCube controller yeah. and it, it plugs into a GameCube. Um, but it, oh, it, it is, it's port. light yeah. and it has a GameCube plug. plug and it's, it, but it's, it's like a NES controller yeah, shape, it looks like right? Yeah, NES controller, you know, you've got your cross, you've got, but you've got your button style, like the GameCube. And it's got L and R buttons. Oh, and you've got your shoulder buttons. Yeah. Yep. And it's going to start to select, but the, instead of it being the cross shaped X, A, B, X, Y buttons, like on a super Nintendo controller, it has the GameCube layout where it's the big A button, the the little B button and the kidney X and Y's. The kidneys. Yeah. The kidney beans. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and then it's got on the back, it's got like, it's 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 not, yeah, it's got like a shape for your hands to grip. So it's not quite like, like wrap your hands around kind of thing yeah so it's not quite like a super nintendo controller but it's getting pretty close and this is an attempt to kind of recreate the it's kind of a famous controller back in the day when the game boy player came out hori yeah hori generally a good good they did well regarded third party party. Yeah. yeah peripheral maker they made a game pad for the game boy player that looked just like this and so this is a clone because today those are like 150 dollars used holy cow they're insanely expensive but apparently they're really good i'm sure they're good i mean and in looking at the one that you have there what's the retro bit this is a retro bit retro bit i mean it looks awesome like if you so it looks that yeah said, yeah i love this i'd be tempted to get one I it mean, looks all right cool. it feels like garbage does it the buttons are terrible no how's I the shoulder even... buttons does it have the clicking like you know kind of like the the no they're not clicking like like switch buttons or anything like I was thinking you know. more like, you know, the, the GameCube, how it has the secondary. Clip, oh, no, you know, no, it's not like that. They are, they're closer to a Super Nintendo controller and, and okay. they're just, you know, they, they've got like this, it's hard to describe. The plastic feels cheap. cheap. And honestly, when you put it up really close, like yeah. it looks fine, but up close, you can kind of see that. Yeah. It looks like, yeah, that Tupperware look. You know, yeah, it's, and, and it's I, got I, like this inconsistency to the the plastic, like the like really because the plastic oh. is cheap. So when it went into the mold, there was some sort of temp- temperature difference or something where the so plastic, you, you know, inconsistency in the plastic. Even wow, it's just really? it's just not great. The D pad doesn't feel very good. The buttons, the A button in particular, just kind of like like when you I don't know if you can hear it. Yeah. And like a GameCube doesn't do that. It's got more of a soft. It does. And it doesn't. It doesn't kind of echo when you let go of it like yeah, this that, does. That would be loud. I mean, that's that's a and it loud and, and the loudness isn't even the problem. It's how it feels. Feels. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's got turbo button, but uh, I couldn't get it to work. 
And, and so already it feels bad and I wouldn't recommend it. It was only $20. Uh-huh. So it's got that going for it. Yeah. But here's where here, like if it, if it just felt bad, I'd be like, eh, you know, it's a second controller for if I'm playing yeah. a fighting game on a GameCube with a friend or whatever, not that bad. Sure. Uh, it's not ideal, but where it breaks down is that I've got Pico boot installed on my GameCube, which has alternate boot modes when I hold a button, right? That's right. So, so you can boot into like you can yeah. Boot so what happens is I have I have Y. If I hold Y, it boots into GBI Game Boy interface yep. in the 240p mode, so that uh, I can just boot right into Game Boy Player gaming, right? Oh, and yeah, that's a great feature. And I've been enjoying it actually with a Super Nintendo controller because I have a little adapter. You can't see it on my camera, but I have a little adapter that uh, that adapts from GameCube to Super Nintendo. Oh, and right. then I've been playing it with the uh, 8-bit Doe wireless 2.4 gigahertz Super Nintendo controller. And that's been great. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And then I was like, well, wired might be nice, you know, and then I can use a Super Nintendo controller on a Super Nintendo. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, This doesn't work. It doesn't do, it does not activate the boot modes, uh, which sucks. And you're like, I can't believe that. That like is such a, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss as to. Like there's maybe some boot emulation layer in there just to get I have I have no idea. Uh, Extreme. I was talking with. I was actually. This is true. I was talking with Extremes, who made Swiss and GBI for the GameCube. Nice. I was telling him about how terrible this controller was. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, it sounds like some of the worst Chinese knockoffs that there are." And I was wow. like, "Yeah, that's how it feels." so bad and that's awesome we're uh, chatting away because yeah i love being able to boot into like like holding the buttons down to like boot into like just the original yeah sequence of the gamecube or boot into swiss so i can select a game off my pico boot yep awesome and like you said the gbi as well and not having that right there would ruin the controller i mean it's just a simple it's bad it gets worse though it gets worse. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, let's say you're willing to to like bypass all those other concerns. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel great, but whatever, it works. Okay, yeah, it doesn't do alternate boot modes, but once it's booted, it's fine, right? But no. no. <laughs> because it does work. I will say that. It does work. Yeah. But if you need to hit the reset button on the GameCube for any reason... Uh, it doesn't work anymore. You have to unplug it and plug it back in again in so order for it to like work. A weird, like emulation boot sequence in there or something. I mean, that sounds really cheesy. I but I don't know, dude. I don't know. The fact that it like doesn't like just keep the signal going, which once again, the fact that it's not even having a signal as it's booting. Yeah, it's. I mean, the actual system is booting. That's so bizarre. It's bad. I, I, I just, I, you know, like I said, I just kind of wanted to make an episode that was basically entirely about dunking on Retrobit. Hey, you know, there you go. And this controller, I would say, is not even worth the twenty dollars. And here's why: I haven't tried it yet. I have not. I paid thirty dollars for that SNES adapter, and I would recommend that over this. Yeah. But also there's a company who makes old retro gaming clone stuff too. And I have heard that they, yeah. their, their version of this, their name is old school with a K old school. Okay. Cool. So O L D S K O O L games.com old school makes one that is just like this. But it looks more like the super Nintendo and Hori controllers. Yeah. And I've heard it's fine. And it's $26. So get that one instead is my is what I would probably say. It was 26 say. bucks for that one. Yeah. Wow. So don't buy don't buy this retrobit controller and uh well, I don't know if I yeah, have anything else. Fail. It's bad. That's, uh, it's bad. It's a bad controller. Don't buy it. Even yeah. at 20 bucks, don't buy it. Get it. All right. 
do you have any do you have anything you want to dunk on oh, yeah i kind of i've got it uh, so because i do have one more okay so i will yeah let's yeah let me throw one out there okay so i and I, i'm going to need your skills to look this up as i start blabbing but the atari 2600 has had uh several kind of clones out there and like it was like a at home or at arcade not the at arcade oh, though. oh at games i think it's at games that's what it is isn't it yeah confirm for me oh it has to be at games is notorious for making terrible so, games so yeah. they have an they have one called the the flashback the atari yes. flashback there we go yep yep so so those you know yeah so the flashbacks were were total garbage and it, you know even when they first came out you knew they were garbage and but it's really frustrating because for a lot of people i know that that was like their first kind of retro experience yeah, totally. and it sucks because it was like such a bad you know what well here's the thing that really made me you know what's funny is like when when you know a company just puts out garbage puts out more garbage you know okay at least they're consistent but when you know a company could do something really good but doesn't or does occasionally it's almost more frustrating oh no so you know they made some at game uh they made an atari 2600 portable uh yep and they also made a sega genesis one and now let me say this before you know i get hate mail (laughs) these were not good systems but compared to their other stuff they were pretty great and honestly the atari 2600 one i have both of those i still have those in my crazy portable (laughs) collection that you've seen but you know the sega genesis one was pretty underpowered was not the emulation layer was pretty poor so you know that was kind of their and and that was kind of their standard so no surprise there but the atari portable was actually and i want to be very careful about saying this it was decent it wasn't good but it was decent sure and you know if that was your first experience playing an atari game you know on that kind of smaller screen it kind of looked pretty good you know and it had a pretty good collection and even better what i really liked about both those systems is you could dump your you could it had an sd card slot Mm -hmm. so you could put your roms in there and you know you could play any game you wanted from something you picked up at target that's pretty cool you know yeah but that being said their other systems like their their home atari systems wouldn't do that and even more frustrating people forever kept begging them to make a cartridge slot because you can get atari games you can get like i on ebay i think i bought like 20 games for like four dollars oh yeah so you could get like you can get actual physical game cards uh for atari games because there's they're just a ton out there for dirt cheap and so i had always wanted one uh that because i i i like you i'd i i'd actually I know you yours you've had through the family, but I'd actually bought a Atari 2600 uh, original unit. It was very frustrated with it because, yeah, to upscale it and get it to play uh, on a modern TV, uh, you had to use a lot of different uh, conversion, upscaling kits and things, and they just weren't that great. So I will give, and I, I'm not saying this is, once again, is a great company, uh, but i really um i really liked the uh uh retron 77 atari system and so it's got kind of the old school wood look it has a cartridge slot it is it is hardware emulation based so it is an emulator uh but it could also rip your cartridges it can also play sd sd micro sd rom files so this thing really kind of had it all and 
if you look at the box, you can see it's got like some nice switches to it. You could actually plug in physical original uh, joysticks. It also came with a really nice joystick. And it upscaled to HD. And uh, so, yeah, you know, you know Hyperkin has some issues. Hyperkin, yes, is the company. Yes. But they're definitely better. They're definitely making better products oh, than at games. Way better than at games. But yeah, and hit and miss too. You know, and Hyperkin's definitely hit and miss. But I will, I will definitely stick up for that Retron seventy-seven. I I've owned that for many years now, and it's. It's one of my systems. It's always attached to my TV. I never disconnect it. It's a great little. Yeah. Every little I grab a couple of Atari games, throw them in, and and uh, you know, uh, it's great. But yeah, at games is kind of one of the ones that I really wanted to dig into because it's just they could have been great, even if they stayed cheap. They still could have you know put in cartridges. They could have allowed cartridge-based systems. You know. Uh, I would have loved to have seen him do a Sega Genesis with a a portable Sega Genesis with a cartridge slot like the what was the one that Sega actually made the Nemod or the what was it called not Nemod oh, the Nemo. Nomad or is it Nemo or Nomad the Nomad the Sega the Nomad. Nomad and honestly the Sega Nomad it's funny because I actually looked at one of those on eBay like yeah. a week ago because uh, I. I really wanted one back in the day. And I thought, you know what? I've got some money right now. I might actually, you know, pull the trigger. And it's so interesting because looking at it now, the screen is so bad and it's yeah. so small. It's, yeah. But I remember when that thing came out, I was like, oh man, that's got the biggest portable screen I've ever seen. It was gorgeous. But honestly, today it's terrible. And in fact, most of the ones you buy on eBay have already been modded with new updated ips screens which yeah. is kind of cool but it's also an expensive uh uh hobby if you you know for 350 bucks you can get a lot of emulation so it's hard for me to justify buying an older nomad system you know uh when i could just buy something else for 350 bucks it does a bunch of other things including like analog pocket you know right right uh, which i'm still still waiting for my, my white analog pocket because i really do hope that that replaces a bunch of my portable systems but until then i continue my sad search for the <laughs> portable <laughs> uh yeah. so uh what was your second one that you wanted to dig into i know we're uh it's, no it's all right we we got it we get we, we're this is we're gonna do this that. and then we're gonna as you feel cool we're gonna the, the, it's all it's still retro bit i'm gonna dunk on retro bit some more <laughs> so now you let me break let me, this, this is awesome so let matt when you got your gamecube you got s video cables for it are you still using s video i am using s video and I, I, you know, i'm happy with s video i am good you should I, be are you, you are you trying to convince me otherwise or are you i am going? not I'm okay. not trying to convince you otherwise. And let me tell you right why. Right now I'm doing said... S video for both my NES and yeah. Super NES little yeah. uh, clone uh, system that allows me to play cartridges. And then uh, and then I'm playing the GameCube with a, a straight any, uh, Super S video cable. Yeah. The PVM. And, the, and it looks great on that PVM. I have to say. Oh, yeah. It does. That screen size and everything. S video is is keeping it simple, but it looks great. So, well, so anyway, your, PVM wait, wait, can, wait. your PVM can do S component and RGB. S. Yes, yeah, that's correct. Uh, but I had showed you when you first got your GameCube. I had talked to you. I I actually because your GameCube can do it has the digital outport. Right, it does have most, the digital outport. Yeah. Yes, I made sure because you, thanks to you, yeah, I made sure to get the right, uh, yeah, system, yeah, the, one of the ones that had those outputs. And the digital outport is important, but not as important for you as the the SP two slot on the bottom for the mm -hmm. SD card. But, but that's beside the point. Sure, the digital outport allows the GameCube to output component video. And Nintendo sold back in the day only on their website an official Nintendo component cable. 
uh, but they're ex- they're absurdly expensive today. Like most, they are. They really, they're crazy. I, I did look at those, and I was like, really? Wow. And uh, and so somebody be- uh, reverse engineered the the chip in those that can awesome. did converts digital. It's a digital analog converter. It is a converter. Yeah. And uh, it's it's la- latency free, but it's just it converts. Yeah, I swear <laughs> I owned one of those. You know, yeah. Back my original because I, I i i was very early adopter to uh any kind of new uh input that that had better color you know yeah so there there Did was you buy a clone is that where you're going with this I'm so retrobit made a they have a line for the gamecube called prism right they have an and- hdmi converter it does a digital it's, it plugs into the digital port of the gamecube and then outputs to hdmi i don't know i didn't buy it oh okay yeah i I bought a prism component cable which is uh it's it's like a clone of the gamecube uh component cables and that it goes out but but here's the thing the game the original gamecube component cables only did digital out video they did not do audio ah the prism did it had all it had audio and video out of the digital out port fancy which is strange (laughs) so the video it's bad the video is bad it's bad video even though they reverse engineered the the original well so that that, the reverse engineering project is an open source project called gc video okay and that has had revisions over the years to make it better. Um, sure. And there sure. was like a there was like a fork of it called GC Video Lite, and that is what the component or what the Retrobit version is. And even worse is that there's this company that goes around that makes clone retro game stuff called Bitfunks. They're a Chinese knockoff company. They make oh man the most knockoff stuff possible. And sometimes that's fine, right? That's yes. I have a bit funks adapter, which is kind of a shady company because they're basically stealing licensed property from other people. And then. Yeah. Welcome to it. Yeah, I know. And there's China. a lot of that out there, sadly, but it's. Uh, and it's, I have, I have a bit funks thing. That's what my SATA converter is for my PS2 is a bit, funks it? thing, but it's a very simple device and it does its job. It's fine. And you're happy with it. All right. Yeah. Because that's a little bit more like it works or it doesn't. It doesn't have a gradient of quality gotcha. like like analog video. So the Bit, Bitfunks makes one of these clone digital component GC video light cables. Uh, and Retrobit just white labeled that cable. And, and that's what it is. And it's bad. It has bad video. And I didn't notice for a while. And then the other day someone mentioned, I saw, I was poking around on the internet. And uh, like a week and a half ago, and they were like, yeah, this video, this cable is actually not great. Here's the reasons that it's bad. That's one of the reasons I was actually talking to extremes who said that it's bad. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, I switched to S video on my GameCube and it is better. Is it? Uh I was sad about it. I bet you were. (laughs) I went looking for a solution to this problem and and I bought a one hundred and fifty dollar solution wow i did not buy the official gamecube cable although maybe i should have i was gonna say i did you just go with the official i one? i went with a and here's why i didn't i went with a with a device from a company called eon okay and it is called the gchd mark ii wow and it came in this lovely little box look at this <laughs> oh that's so cute it this looks like thing. A it's awesome a little gamecube game Oh man! And you That's open it up. Worth it just for the box. I hate yeah, to it. and That's the little, so the little device comes in, and then this little device oh. plugs into both ports at the same time, both the regular AV out and the digital out. So you get your audio from yeah, one so it mixes person? the audio from the nice. other one, and it does, here's what here's what this thing does, and why it was worth it over the uh, official cables. It converts. It's port to a Wii component cable output, which are cheap and easy to get mm. Wii component cables because the Wii, the DAC was inside the Wii. It, that's right. And then yeah. it went out to component on the same cable. Right. <clears throat> Whereas the GameCube, the DAC was inside the cable. 
Gotcha. Which is fair because the GameCube was the, the first ever digital out console. Anyway, the the GCHD Mark II also has an HDMI out port, and it can do simultaneous HDMI and component output. Wow. Oh. And the quality on both of them is good. Is it? Yes. Wow. So I did that, I mean, and that was done. That sounds awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous on that. I and mean, like I said, just that cute little box. I'm like, yeah, the, the box that comes in is great, but uh, the, the, the product is good. The fact that you spend $150 cable that actually works and does what you hope yeah. to do is even better. Because, man, I, I think this is a really good point, is that uh, there are just so many junk cable companies out there for either retro systems yeah uh you know that are trying to improve the connect it just there's you know like i was talking about my original atari i bought like several different you know converters slash cables to get that rf frequency set up to work on the from the old atari yep. center and, and the- every one of them was awful i just i couldn't i was so disappointed with every one of the ones that i had purchased and they were just you know, all of them advertised to be the best, and there were a lot of reviews, and of course everybody loved them and all that garbage. But yeah, they were no good. And the person who gave me this GameCube, yeah, included one of these, and these are these are, I mean, they're, they're all over the place. They're junk. Uh, he he included with it a uh, AV to HDMI adapter, just yeah. a very junk composite to HDMI adapter. Wow. Do not buy them. They're yeah. garbage. You need a quality upscaler if you want your thing to look good on a modern TV. I yeah, guess technically totally. it was functional, although probably introduced a bunch of lag. Yeah. But it did do the thing that it said it was wanted to do, which is put your composite video onto HDMI. Yeah. But but it does it poorly in every conceivable way. So so if you can avoid it, don't do that. Seriously. So this this solution is hey, good, if not expensive. Well, you know, and, and you've got different connections to different things, and that gives you a lot. I mean, especially like with me with the GameCube, it's just I'm sticking with my, you know, with I, my, my recommendation you is to stick with S video and just stick with S video exactly. And I and I really do like it. I do need to get an S video switcher because right now I'm having to unplug one and then plug. I was wondering. Back. Yeah, there's only one input on the back of the PVM, of course. Yeah, if uh, your if your PVM wasn't so dang good, I would say, well, just use composite on the NES. I know, but that. But PVM the problem is, is that the PVM is so good at interpreting <laughs> the composite that it actually cleans it up too much, and uh, then it causes dot crawl. So don't. Oh, do that. does it? Oh, yeah, no. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that, but yeah, it's man. That I love that monitor. I just I love playing old school. It's so much fun to play old school games on. If I could afford like your setup, I would love to have two misters, you know. But you know, for my little I'm, setup, I'm in crazy mode here, so yeah, I you know. But that's cool, you know. Hey, oh, you, yeah. know, you and I, we we're good at spending our money. We we know what we love. <laughs> that's and, for uh, sure. That's for uh, sure. You know, uh, but. Yeah, you know, I have to say, you know, that's one that's one place I'm not going to ever. I'm so like I can I could talk about the other the only other thing I was going to bring up was my frustration with, and I could see a lot of people giving up on retro gaming when it came to uh, Raspberry Pis. Mm-hmm. So you know, Raspberry Pis, I mean, they're great, but. And I and I mean, man, I the Raspberry Pi Four is is awesome, and it can do some great emulation. Uh, and there's a lot of good a lot of good uh, operating system setups for them now. But back in the day, man, I mean, I I did not play with the Raspberry Pi One. I started on the Raspberry Pi Two. Yeah. So from there, but the two and the three, I will definitely say, were rough uh, for early retro pie or retro gaming uh on the raspberry pi but now you know it's pretty solid but still you know compared to the mister you know there's just no well there isn't a comparison when you when you start going into uh what's the terminology 
FPGA. FPGA. Thank you. I I was. My, F- I think my legitimate recommendation, except for the fact that you can't get one, my legitimate no, recommendation for people who want an easy retro gaming system, accurate, yes, analog pocket. Totally. Open FPGA is very easy to do. You spend. Yeah, I was cheating because I could you holding your analog pocket. You know, I know. so I knew what you were going to say. But yeah, but this no, is the thing. Yeah, that thing's awesome. And, totally and the reason that I recommend it over the Mister is that the Mister's technically complicated. It, and, it's it, and honestly, you I know? didn't even mess, you know, with my MS. You know, in past years, I would have happily just built it. But I, I actually had, I paid a guy to build it for me. Yeah. You know, so I didn't have to solder or do anything with the memory. It was all pre-built for me. But that was expensive. Yeah. Uh, very expensive. And and it's much cheaper to go with the analog pocket. Yeah, and so the analog pocket itself is 220 bucks. What systems can it it can run on FPGA as of right now? Oh, uh, what, the list is long, but is basically it, it like 16, 18, you know, 8-bit. What what kind of So basically it can't do PlayStation 1 or Sega Saturn. Gotcha. Um, everything before that, so so like the height of it is like Neo Geo, CPS one, maybe two, I think. So if you played like, uh, yeah, like. Uh... Yep. So my list here, I'm just going to le- read the list of what I got on it right now. Yeah, please uh, do. So I've got for as far as consoles, I've got Genesis, Master System, Neo Geo, NES, Odyssey two, PC Engine, PC Engine CD, which is nuts, actually. Wow. Uh, SG-1000, SNES, Super Game Boy, which is an SNES Game Boy <laughs> emulator. Uh, handhelds it's got, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Game Gear, Mega Duck, Pokemon Mini, Wonder Swan Color. Wow. Arcade games, awesome. you know, it's got a load of arcade games, Dig Dug, Contra. All FPGA, um, so that's All so, FPGA, very so cool. accurate, very good, Qbert. I, I mean, honestly, you know, you know for me, for that system to be a good replacement for a lot of my portables, it needed to be at least uh, Sega Genesis or Super Genesis Nintendo. Genesis Super Nintendo is where it has to be for sure. And you it know, does. It does a great. And it does. So, and the fact that it can do, and honestly, Neo Geo, Neo is, Geo a is a huge cool. bonus. Yeah, I mean, and PC easy. Engine actually is oh, pretty good. Oh, and PC good. Engine, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, all of those are, you know, to be able to play R-Type 1 and 2, to be able to play uh, yeah. Metal, uh, not Metal Gear, but... Uh, Metal Slug. Metal Slug, thank you. Have you tried any of the Metal Slug games on, on this? Yes. On? Yep. Oh, man. A uh, little, well, little bit I, of slowdown, but I think Metal Slug just has slowdown, so... It does, it does. So, I mean, you know, there's some on-screen slowdown yeah. on that one, and uh, some of the space shooters that I really liked on, on the Neo Geo have some just slowdown, but I know yeah. where they're at. So, honestly, if they're not there, I'd be pissed. Like, because yeah. I, I right. mean, like, that's part accurate. of the experience. Yeah. yeah, it's inaccurate if it, if it fixed it. It's got a great screen, um, long yeah. battery life. It can take real cartridges for Game Boy games. And, and it is and, really portable. I mean, it's, and it's very, really, yeah, very it's about the size of an actual solid. original Game Boy. And it, it has a dock. So it's uh, yeah. $220 for the unit, $100 for the dock. The dock lets it go out to HDMI. That's and then awesome. it can take wireless controllers and wired controllers. So, so I, like if, if what you want is to spend $350 and have a complete retro yeah. system with very little <laughs> setup, this is the thing. And the one thing uh, there is, you know, and I, and I mean, I completely agree with you because I, I love the size. I love the... Like when I was, uh, I didn't really get to play with yours when I was over at your house the last time, but I did get to get the feel of the, because to me, the the D-pad is where it's either at or it isn't. I mean, if the D-pad is wrong, game over. I mean, you know, because everything is going to use that and it's going to have to be, you know, especially for like NES games, it has to be spot on. And that one is, it's great. I mean, it's yep, got it's great, great. uh great d-pad the buttons are fine uh i need to test those out more but it, i'm not worried about it i'll make sure that that you get hands-on with it a little bit more next time yeah, if you don't yeah, already totally. have i know but it's sadly by the time you know you and i next hang out it probably will be uh yeah. it, i probably still will be waiting for mine so yeah i'll probably yeah you, i'll have to have you bring it over because uh dang it but uh the one thing i one update i wanted to give on that subject is that 
both of us are big fans of the uh, Steam Deck. And I had mentioned that there are now bootable Vodocera, uh, oh, yeah. Linux uh, OS that's been created just for uh, gaming, uh, retro gaming. And you can now very easily, there. you can, when the Steam Deck first came out, uh, dual booting was kind of a real scary pain uh, to kind of do. Now it's super easy. You just power down, power back up with the power and the volume up button or the volume down button, one of the two. Anyway, uh, it, it'll bring up an upscreen menu and say, okay, here's what's bootable. Select what you want to boot from. And so I made, uh, there was a pre-made image out there of uh, Bado Serra. Uh, it had uh, 256 gigs of stuff on it. So uh, it gave me a, plenty of things to test out. But man, I'll tell you, that, that for me, I'm, I'm really okay. starting to kind of go that direction for, for like, if I want to do emulation on it, booting into Botocera was so slick and clean and not having to worry about any of the Steam Deck stuff. It's like, yeah, here's a note, you know, here on the Steam Deck is a great OS for just running emulation. It's slick. So nice. uh, I've been playing with that over the last couple of weeks and uh, I have to say that's, Man, I'm 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 really kind of. I did upgrade my my Steam Deck to uh, from a oh, yeah. two fifty six to a one terabyte. Uh, I went with the Sabrient one, uh, the Rocket. Uh, yeah, did you buy it from like Framework or whatever? I got it from Amazon. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, Sabrient uh, was selling them directly through oh, okay. Amazon, so yes. it was just straight straight uh, to uh, the Sabrient company. Uh, and uh, yeah, the one terabyte going from two fifty six to one terabyte on, and it was so much faster. I mean, that thing is just really a great upgrade. It, I mean, it was well worth the money. I got on a waiting list, and it said, "Oh, we're not shipping till the end of March," but it actually shipped right at the beginning of March, and I got it. And you know, uh, and I've got one of those little kits to open up stuff and it was really easy honestly all you needed is a is a pick to get it open like a guitar pick yeah guitar pick yeah you know one of those guitar pick ones and so popping that puppy open and uh getting that thing switched out and still being able to everybody talks about the there's an aluminum casing around the the Mm. chip that some people were saying, oh, I unwrapped it. You just slide it off and then you just put the slide, slide it on your new one and the Sabrent, it fits just fine. So you get to keep what the. Are you, what are you doing with the 256 now? I don't know. It's just. I sick. guess you could stick it in your PC, right? I could. Yep. I've got. Yeah, I can actually. I could throw it in there. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it because really, yeah, I was kind of thinking about putting in one of those external USB oh, yeah. robbers. And then I could use it that way as well. So, yep. so we'll see what I do with it. But yeah, for now, that Sabrian or yeah, however you pronounce that company, the the Sabrian Rocket, awesome. Definitely recommended for a good quick upgrade to your Steam Deck. So anyway, cool. yeah, that's it for me. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I'm glad I got cool. to dunk on Retro a, bit, a little bit. I've been not well, happy I, with them. So. I, and uh, it was good for you to let it out, and I'm glad to hear it. Because, yeah, <laughs> I was kinda, I'm really bummed that that didn't work out because that sounded like a really cool controller. So Yeah, I'm, I, I'm I, might, I might pick up this old school one and see how it is. And so we'll see. Yeah, I'd be curious. All right, well, it's been a good chat. We will, uh, we will uh, see you next time. Take care.